him a link. I'm going to tell him to go to, to uh, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy from Philly Moonshine. Pretty sure I got my audio fixed this time with, with no help of Sean. And here's your host, Sean Rigsby. Uh, got a hat on this time. We'll take that. And uh, <laughs> got a special guest with us today, uh, Nick King. Uh, it's finally nice to meet doing? you, Nick. Uh, Sean said, Sean's told me a lot about you. He talks a lot about you, you know. So it's nice to finally meet you. And you too, man. You too. <laughs> yeah, honor to have you on the show. And I'm so, glad to be here. It's an honor to be here. Shit. We're just going to sit around and shoot the shit. And then I'm good at that. <laughs> it's my specialty. So, oh yeah. Uh, so you know, we always started out, and I guess since Sean's already drinking. What's drinking on Sean? Uh, I'm drinking on some some beaver liquor. From uh, oh, I do enjoy licking beaver. Oh yeah, who don't? That's right. If not, you shouldn't be on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's from, but believe it or not, it's from Chico, California. But if you look real close, you'll see what it's. Uh... Oh, that's they run that through the uh, Tennessee Tumber Stills. Yep. From uh, Rick's Eight Jar. Oh, Rick Gibson Specials. Yep, it's a pumpkin pumpkin spice, man. Believe that. And uh, I'm not real big on pumpkin spice, but you can ask Big Easy, man. It's uh, it's real nice. It's just infused. It's a rice liquor. Uh, he distilled it twice. Twice. Nice. Twice. Yeah, he, he ran it off once in the big still, and then he fired it through this with uh, the eight jars and a bunch of fucking spices, man, but it's real nice. I was surprised when I, I tasted it because, you know, I'm not bougie. I don't like pumpkin liquor. <laughs> you know, pumpkin yeah, I'm not big on that either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own any Ugg boots. They don't make them in my size anyways. <laughs> and, you know, I tried it, and it, I was so surprised. I'm a big fan of infusion, uh, way over, you know, post-flavoring. I think post-flavoring is a little cheating. Um, yeah. And so, man, when I tasted that pumpkin spice, I was like, I was on I was on Amazon looking for a pair of Uggs. It was so good. <laughs> Just to like fit it. in. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what are you drinking on, Easy? Uh, some uh, Big Easy's Peach Mountain Brandy. Oh, oh peach. She about, a, she about a year old. Um, I was talking the other night with some guys on TikTok about it, and a couple of them didn't understand what Mountain Brandy was. You know, Mountain Brandy is half and half, half fruit. Half brandy, and um, it comes from the mountains because not everybody likes to taste of corn. Because you know, not everybody likes to taste of corn. Hell, why and would you drink corn when you got fruit? Not everybody it, has great taste, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a lot of people like to taste of fruit, so they're like, "Well, let's uh, cut it in half. Well, half fruit, half brandy, and get that fruit aftertaste, and still with the corn liquor." So you know, Mountain Brandy's born. So like me a little Hell Mountain yeah. Brandy sometimes. Hell yeah. What about you, Nick? What are you drinking on? Little two year old bourbon I made myself. Okay. Corn, wheat, and Milo. Set in a barrel for two years. Patience, yeah, it's man. pretty good stuff, man. It's I cut it down to 75 proof. I put it in the barrel at 130. Let it set nice. two years. Cut it down to 75. Real smooth. Good evening drink. Was it a uh, five, ten-gallon barrel? or? Yep, or... I, put, I aged this in the small barrel. 
Yep. Did you? Hell yeah, yeah man. That's one thing I don't have a whole lot of experience on is barrels. Well, it's different, man. You just you got to hurry up and wait. Hurry up That's and all wait. barrel is, is hurry up and wait. Yeah, I know there ain't much fun in that though. Set it, well, forget I agree, about it. But it there's a big report at the end, and that's a good thing. It's it's kind of like a 401k, you know. It's put up, and you can't touch it. Yeah. And that's just what you got to tell yourself. Like, I mean, I can't touch this. I know that's for later. That's for leave later. it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Hell, yeah. So, Nick, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into it. Uh, how long have you been shining? Let's see. About about 10 years now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a friend and a partner at one time, and his family had actually been into moonshining for generations, and he wanted to get into it, and I was interested in the, uh, not necessarily the making the liquor, but more in the building the steels and the fabrication and things like that, so we got to reading up on it, and just like for six months straight, all we done is... He rode me around in a basket on a forklift while I worked. He read to me off the internet. <laughs> I mean, that's all there was to it. And then we decided, well, we got to build a steel. And we checked several different things out, the milk cans and all that. And I was actually in Goodwill one evening and I turned the corner and there sat a seven and three quarter gallon keg for five and I was like, that's a steal right there. Jackpot. <laughs> so we went from there. I went down the next aisle, and there's a pressure cooker for like $4.99. I'm like, I'm two pieces of copper tubing away from a steal. Hey, when the universe speaks to you, you know, you have to answer yeah, that. Yeah, it was call, just, so. it was supposed to happen. So we started from there, and the first batch of liquor we ever made. We went to Tractor Supply, bought a bag of sweet feed, and made some of the most god-awful, nastiest, <laughs> foul-tasting, green-looking moonshine anybody has ever seen in their life. But it was liquor, and it's like yeah, it success on our first run. Sort hey, of we actually We actually choked down a whole quart of it. <laughs> oh, hey. Lord. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you got to go down with the ship, you know. Yeah, that's just the way it is. But hey, you know, I mean, you've grown a lot from there, you know. Learn yeah. a lot, yeah, a whole yeah. lot. <laughs> that was my first and last batch of sweet feed from the tractor supply. I promise you that. I've yeah, never, I've, I've never done a sweet feed. So, so yeah. I started. No. I went the first run I ever made. Was I got that, you all. Uh, that wine shit, and then I went from that to sweet feed. And that was the fucking worst shit. Yeah, I don't, man. Know, I don't know if I got the kind with pellets or not. I don't know, but man, it was horrible. Well, man, it, it the mash when you make it up, it smells great, it tastes great, and yep. then it goes to hell in a hurry. There's some people, man, that's all they make, and they swear by it. But I, I yeah. guess it's like anything else, man. If you put in the time and the effort into getting it right, then it could be great. But I'm like, Absolutely. hey, man, if if it comes off that bad the first time, I'm, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. And you can usually tell now, you know, if, if you make something and you're like, well, this could be a little bit better, you know. Generally, you can tell whether or not you're going to do it again. 
Yeah, absolutely. And well, like I said, that was my first batch ever, and I knew I wouldn't have <laughs> done that again. And that says a lot. You know, if you do get something wrong and it leaves a, a terrible taste in your mouth, then no matter how good that's going to be in the future, yeah. you're still going to be like, oh, no, man, that, that that hurt me once, and, and I don't want nothing to do with that. And it just brings yeah. that back to you. Absolutely. So. I'm pretty sure I didn't get one thing right about that macho. <laughs> You got liquor, so you got one thing right. Well, well I agree with that. That's true. So you did get one thing. <laughs> Do you remember the proof it came off at? It come out at 135 proof is what it come out at. So did you use the uh, the keg as your pot and the pressure cooker as your thumper? I did. And, and, then and that was the most nerve-wracking two hours <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Oh, two hours. <laughs> oh, it took me two hours to heat up a seven-gallon keg. Uh, did, did you heat it up with matches? <laughs> no, I kept cutting it off because I thought I was going to blow my dumb ass up. I can see that. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's oh, awesome. Right. So what's your favorite uh, liquor to make now? Well, my favorite thing to run is just straight old corn liquor. Corn sugar, um, full conversion. I, use a corn, I actually use corn, wheat, and milo is what I use. Okay. Yeah, so, I use a three grain and just I mash in with sugar and uh, run like that. I got to ask, what is milo? It's a, you, I, you actually find it in a scratch grain. It's it's just a, like a type of wheat. Okay. And, I get a, there's a local feed store that I buy my feed. I just buy sack feed to make mine with. And uh, I use a corn, wheat, and milo. It's called a three-way scratch grain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to trying it. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> so are Always. you, uh, you going to make it to the jam this year? I think I may have asked you before, but I can't remember. Man, probably not during the summer jam, but I'm going to try to make the winter jam. I've got more work right now than I can ever get done in two or three months. So, yeah, I got to play catch up. Well, I don't blame you, man. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. When it's out there to get, you got to get it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Prioritize, you know, hanging out and making money. Give me That's making right. money any day of the week, you know. That's right. Yep. And if not, it'll get away and you'll be scratching your head like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So you uh you started on the, the keg with the pressure cooker. Um, yep. What did you move up to after that? I actually went to a fifteen gallon keg. Well, I mean that's and, and uh, the seven and a half became your thumper. And the seven and a half became the yeah. thumper. That's, that's right. Progression, man. That's yep. And that's I ran, I ran that old fifteen gallon keg in the ground. Me and my partner at one time we was putting a hundred gallon of mash a weekend. To a 15 gallon keg. <laughs> That's getting it for sure. I got a gallon a week or a, a weekend. Weekend. A weekend. Oh, God, we would lay out a work. We'd leave work about lunchtime on Friday and shut it down at six o'clock Monday morning and go back to work. We'd sleep in shifts. <laughs> oh, man. That's doing it. At one point, was you like, man, Fuck this. <laughs> we got to get something bigger. <laughs> many, many, many a times, you know. 
And, and you know, and when you don't know or you don't know anybody, you know, and and it, it's not like, you know, 10 years ago, it's not like you could hop on the Internet and order a 50-gallon North Georgia still or, or hop right. on TikTok and go to Copper Still Co. and have him make you whatever the hell you want. You know, it was like, we got to figure this out. And it's and like you said, you're so worried about it blowing up in your face because that's all you heard your whole life. It's like, oh, man, yeah, you go, you're going to yeah. blow yourself up. It's, it's kind of like getting a BB gun as a kid. You know, you're going to shoot yourself in the eye. <laughs> kind of kind of weary, you know. And then and when you get a little farther into it, you meet somebody. They're like, nah, man, there's a copper and solder, bro. It's big as you yeah, want. Yeah, send that shit. It'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I always see people online. <laughs> they're like, oh, so I turned my still on and I ran it up to like, you know, 173 degrees. But I 73 and a half. That's the magic number. And they say, I haven't got nothing out of it. I'm like, turn it up till you do. Yeah, just keep turning it up. Something will come out of it. Yeah, if there's alcohol, well, yeah. I mean, either even if you don't have alcohol, something will eventually come out of that you, motherfucker. You're going to get alcohol, not. You're gonna get alcohol, water, or mash out of the end. You keep turning it up. But you're yeah. going to get something. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Depends on what it is and you know what you've done wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot All of right. beginners, um, there's no patience. They don't want to wait, you know. Yeah. Like, and that, it's like you just gotta wait, man. Like it ain't coming out at one seventy three. Wait ten more minutes, you know, and yeah, eventually something's right. gonna come out. You just gotta be patient. So, but that's y'all know as well as I do. A still will teach you patience. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> still and a woman. <laughs> those two things. That's right. Those two things give you the patience of a nun. That's for sure. That's absolutely <laughs> true. If not, the other one will make you happy. That's but, right. You know, <laughs> all still makes me real happy. And and the still ain't gonna take half your shit either. So. <laughs> That's right. It'll give you shit. Yeah. It will give you shit. That's for sure. Even but. if it's a headache, you know. So uh so I keep hearing about this uh blueberry story. Man, I, mean, I, I, I heard that, that uh blueberries almost murdered you once, so Man, really that was back in the early. That was back in the early, 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 early days. <laughs> that was after I figured out that sweet feet don't make good moonshine. Period. Yeah. Damn, it just <laughs> it don't happen. So uh, a friend of mine gave me a keg of beer, some kind of funky off-brand craft. <laughs> Beer. I don't know what the hell this shit was. He gave me a keg of beer and said, you can have the keg, the beer, the whole thing, you know? And I'm like, well, hell yeah. (laughs) So first thing I do is drain the keg into a big tote. And I'm like, well, this smells all right. Pretty good (laughs) smelling beer. So I'm like, hell, I'm going to mash it in. (laughs) So I get some sugar and dissolve it. And I had a, at that time I had a shit ton of blueberries and I was like, blueberry beer shine. Let's try that out. So I mash up all these blueberries. I mix it with the beer and I make a mash and it's, it's pretty good shit. Well, at that point in time, I was like, why don't we make a lot of this at once? And I was, in between going to work, and I'm like, I'm going to run half of it one night and the other half the other night. So I set up that little seven and three-quarter gallon steel, and I had a 36-inch tall column on it. And, well, I'm just 
I'm fucking short. Okay, that's all there is to it. This thing's <laughs> three feet over my head, sitting on a turkey fryer. All right. So I'm like, all right, I've got it set up, and I'll tell you where I went wrong. I'm running a seven three quarter gallon keg. I've got one half gallon jar on it for a thumper. And I put it in a little garden tool shed I've got that is four feet wide and eight feet long. <laughs> you open the door and it's a moonshine still, okay? The whole damn building. And at that time, I was like, well, I got to have a worm for this thing. And I had a real cool looking metal barrel like a, they send oil uh, like a grease in them, a grease barrel, 20 gallon grease barrel. Mm -hmm. I clean this thing up and it's red and yellow and got pins all on it. And it looks pretty cool, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm just going to put a worm in that. So I make up a worm and stick down in it. And I had some copper line that went to an ice maker and there's about 25 feet of it. And you know, that stuff's only like five sixteenths, <laughs> but I thought that little bitty keg, this sort of work out great. I stick it down in the barrel, fill it up water. I've got a bigger barrel outside, and I'm circulating water through it. You know, that way I've got plenty of volume. And I take the half-gallon jar inside, and I've got a Ninja blender. And yeah. I don't know if y'all have ever used a Ninja blender, but you can throw a transmission in this bastard, and hit the <laughs> button, and it'll liquefy it. Okay? Period. Ninja blenders are badass. So I put a shit ton of blueberries in there and I turn it into a puree and I strain it through a piece of cheesecloth. Somehow, some way, somewhere, a single blueberry ends up in this half gallon mason jar, okay? <laughs> I screw it back to the steel. <laughs> I turn on the turkey fryer and I'm ready to make shine. All I'm doing is sitting outside the building on a milk crate because I can't sit inside the building. It ain't big enough. And I'm on my phone, you know, whatever. And I get to thinking, I'm like, well, it's, this thing should be making shine, okay? And so I got a little bitty three-foot-tall ladder, and I set it inside there. And at the top of this column, I put a T, okay, a three-quarter-inch T. And at the top of it, I put a cork in it with a thermometer. Yep. And the shine comes out the T side, okay, down into the thumper. Well, this mason jar is rolling, buddy, and it's starting to fill up, and I'm like, something's wrong. So I climb up the ladder and <laughs> peek my head up to look at the thermometer, and I said, oh, shit. I just let go and fell out the door. The thermometer was sitting on about 225 degrees. And when this thing went off and blowed that cork out, boom! <laughs> there's a blue flame. And I shit you not, a blue flame come out of the top of this steel out of that three-quarter inch T. And the little shed I built had one of those plastic skylights in it. Hey. It vaporized that <laughs> And there's blue flames shooting 25 feet in there, 
and I'm on fire, the shed's on fire, the yard's on fire, and it's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm <laughs> well, this is going to be some shit. I have just had the 5 o'clock whole house barbecue news over Hell a yeah. damn blueberry. <laughs> I have been out over a damn blueberry. So what what happened? Did the blueberry get into the line and clog the line? It was in the jar, and it sucked it up through there, and when it hit that 5 sixteenths worm, uh, it cut down production damn. in a serious way. <laughs> and, I, you know, everything I read on the Internet at that point in time said, you should always have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sounds like sound advice. Hillbillies, we don't sound advice. I got a random ass ten dollar Walmart white fire extinguisher. <laughs> Kids on fire, I'm on fire, yards on fire, everything's burning to the ground, and I jerk up this fire extinguisher and I squeeze it and it goes, and that's it. And I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck, man? This is bad. So I'm scrambling. There's still a blue flame shooting straight up out of the end of the sky. And I'm hunting something to put this fire out with. And I finally find a little old coffee can. And I go to dipping water out of the main barrel outside. Throwing it in the building. I finally get the fire pool put out. And I'm like, what in the fuck just happened? What's going on here? I so I start a, taking everything apart, and I've got a union right there where it hooks to this little old worm. I take it out. There's that the blueberry lodged right against it. Damn. And I'm like, wow. Well, this blueberry has just about took me out. <laughs> blueberry so, uh, me. <laughs> After the ceiling, the old plate stopped melting from the ceiling, and I found my thermometer in the court. I shoved it back in there and kept running it. <laughs> and I ended up catching about three quarts off that. And it was actually a pretty good shine. A little smoky? Yeah, just a little <laughs> with, a hint of, with a hint of plastic in it. But it, it turned out all right. I tell you, the fact you had it set up with that cork in the, the top of that tea, like, that, yeah. that's even though what happened happened, like, imagine if it was just closed off in a column and that that taught me a valuable lesson and everything from thereafter has got a wine bottle cork in it somewhere (laughs) yeah and the pipe's big enough to fit a blueberry through (laughs) if i can help it it's big enough to stick a coke can down (laughs) (laughs) at least right you can force a pie through there no problems that's cool Hell yeah. So what's your favorite thing to drink? My favorite thing to drink, honestly, is a scotch whiskey. I, I like scotch whiskey. Really? I like 12-year-old Oban. And then from there, probably bourbon. And then just good old corn liquor. Clear corn liquor. Yeah, I mean, like not man. just overpowering corn, but I like I like the flavor of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I like uh, I like a little bit of rye in there. Yeah, rye whiskey's good. Yep. Yeah. I like some wheat. Wheat. Yeah, I like me a little wheat. Oh. Yeah. 
I think you'd it. probably like some of that clear I run because it's you can definitely taste the wheat in it. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd rather enjoy me a jar. Hell yeah, that's right. It'll happen at some point. Some we're point. Gonna, well, we're gonna have to r- take a ride down there and hang out for a while. Say yeah, no there's all kinds of things to do here. <laughs> as long as you like trees and squirrels and woods and. Half hour drive to Walmart. Oh yeah, I could be at both of our WalMarts in a half hour, and on yeah. my way home. Takes me exactly thirty minutes to drive to Sean's house. <laughs> I have right, hey, right down the highway. In the year not in the year two thousand, they built a new high school in my county. Before they built that high school, I had to drive thirty minutes to see a traffic light. No shit. No shit. We're up to three in the whole county now. Three lights? Three traffic lights. Oh, fuck. You got it nice. Yeah, it's nice. They have to pump sunshine to me. Do what? I said they have to pump sunshine to me. (laughs) That ain't all. It's getting pumped out of there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, uh, what's your favorite kind of still to run? I mean, have you ran like... uh, Plate stills? Have you ran column stills? I mean, man, my favorite thing to run is a pot still with a column on it. Oh yeah, Mac- multiple columns. Do what? Um, I built a fifty-five gallon still out of a stainless drum once, and I actually found the dr- the barrel at a yard sale. <laughs> is where I where I bought this barrel at. I brought it home and done some welding on it. And the first thing I done was put a cone on it and coned it up to two inches. And then I stuck a four foot column on top of it. Okay. And I packed the column with copper. And then I ran it down into a 15 gallon beer keg. And I cut a two inch, you know, tri clamp into it and run it straight down into the bottom, inch and a quarter. Yeah. And I come out of the beer keg with another four foot column to my worm. And uh, that thing was pretty faithful. You get 10, 11 gallons out of it. And uh, it'd start out anywhere between 180 to 182 about every single run. Yeah, you like them big columns, man. Yeah. Bigger the better. So do you uh, do you heat it with propane under it, or do you use a burn tube or both? Or actually, I've got the fifty-five gallon. I had a burner underneath it, but I also had a. I cut it and I put a piece of three-inch stainless pipe right mm-hmm. through the center of it, about three inches off the bottom. And I'd bring it up to temperature from the bottom, yeah. And then I would light the burner in the middle, and that's how I'd run it. Okay. Yeah, because once you get it up to temperature, you just got to keep it there. Right, and it don't take much. It don't take much, and it worked great. Peaches don't want to come in, Sean. No, she don't. (laughs) Chloe, go out there and talk. Yeah, those big columns, oh, they've been good to me. Oh, yeah. 
Sun Let cut. the door go. <laughs> she'll come in when she's ready. Yeah, she'll she'll start headbutting the door here in a minute. Yeah, she's probably swimming down at the neighbors. Just, yeah, just leave it shut. She'll be all right. She's taking her dip down neighbors again. So, did I ever tell you about that story, or did you hear about it? Oh yeah, stops. back back the yeah. two doors down. Leave that open. Yeah. Yeah, you told me. Swimming in the oh. neighbors' pool. Yeah. So, uh, oh, how are you? I was going to ask you something else. Can't remember what it was. Were you, uh, son of a bitch? What do you got for him, Easy? Well, you'll put me on. I, I thought you was running this show, you're Sean. On, you're on the spot, man. I, I oh, put you on no. the spot, Easy. Going all day. Man. <laughs> so, um, how how do you know? How long have you known Sean? And how did you um? You get, <laughs> how did you have the unfortunate um? duty of becoming acquainted with this guy <laughs> well me and sean are on a uh private facebook facebook group together and uh i'm actually a admin on this one and i post the pictures on there a little more freely than i do everywhere else Understandable. and yeah. uh i posted a picture of a a steel on there i believe I think it was the 55 gallon yeah, one sure at was. that time. And he just pretty much like, holy fuck, dude, why are you got such a tall column on this steel for? <laughs> and I'm like, well, cause I want more out of it. <laughs> Every drop I can squeeze out of it's what I want. And, uh, that's where our friendship began. And we've, Throwed a lot of ideas back and forth between each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know, Sean's definitely a lot smarter than he looks. That's for damn sure. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Both, I like to give him credit too much, but you know, every now and then you got to throw him a bone. So grow your fucking beard back, bro. I'm trying. Grow it back, man. Yeah, anything to cover that up, please. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Oh man. But yeah, we both know Rick too, you know, old Gibson. And I don't tell remember, you by that either. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Nick, I remember you and I believe Nate. Yep. Was that was at the jam, uh winter jam about four years ago. Yep, that was Maybe about two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Something like that. Yep. I, I vaguely remembered that and I'm like, wait a minute, this dude looks so fucking familiar when I seen you online. Yeah, we uh we drank a lot of beer that weekend and a lot of shine. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a uh, <laughs> sounds like a routine when Sean gets down to Maggie Valley. <laughs> oh, it, it's pretty much the go-to maneuver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, during the fall this past year, I got kind of pretty hammered. Rick was supposed to drive us back and forth, and he got hammered, too. <laughs> He, yeah, he that's, that's a little out of the ordinary for Rick. Well, it wasn't yeah. alcohol, <laughs> but he couldn't hold, you know, he couldn't fucking shit up. <laughs> right. you, know, you know, Rick. He couldn't function. He, he, where were we at, man? We were over there at the uh, tavern. He texts me. Yeah. Or no, he calls. He goes, hey, I need you to come and get me. I'm like, he's right next door. <laughs> right next what? door. You... He's like, I can't get off the bed. I need you to come over here and pick. I'm like, no, what the fuck? I walk <laughs> over. He's just sitting on the bed like this. Stuck. Stuck. Yep. <laughs> so, 
we got him up and went over there and we're just sitting there and he's just like he's looking around with like a smile. We were all hammered. Luckily, my wife drove us back and dropped them off. Must have never got over it because the last time I seen Rick, that's exactly the same look he had on his face. <laughs> that don't surprise me at all. I don't yep. fucking Rick. <laughs> I guess the last time I seen Rick was probably when you sent me that column that you had down. Yep. Still working all right? Hey, that thing is a producer. Are you running a stainless in it? I am. Yep, I am. I actually uh I actually modified it just a little bit. Drill some holes in the motherfucker? No, I didn't drill no holes in it. It's just, you know, it's it. got that piece of stainless in it. And I got to thinking about it and I'm like, well, if that piece of stainless works that great, if I pack that bastard full of copper around that stainless, <laughs> I can get just a little more out of it. Yeah, the video you sent me the other day, 180, I'm like, holy fuck. Yep. And that was one run. That was one run right out of the gate. That was actually a sour mash. Okay. Yep, that was a, that was a first run sour mash. So was that – how long – did that 180 hold? And I'm not going to say gallon-wise. I mean time-wise. Um, about three hours. <laughs> yep, you heard me right. <laughs> it might have dropped five points in three hours, but... After three hours, if you put a hydrometer in it, it was reading right at 180. Nice. That ain't bad. No, that ain't bad. Not at all. Just I, a little. I take it. <laughs> I take it every, every single time. And, 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 and what come between the – You've got to run one hour. real slow and get that drip just right to get that kind of proof for that long. <laughs> drip, huh? <laughs> <You> drip, drip, <laughs> drip. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. <laughs> you better put that lid back on that jar, Sean, or you ain't going to make it to work tomorrow. Well, it's conveniently, I got five days vacation now. Yeah. Five <laughs> days of vacation. So the funny thing, Nick, uh, I, I work for a union, and it, it, the contract just went up where we get – I did get five days, and then we accrue four hours of pay. So now it's five more five more days, and then we accrue six hours, or it's like six point one five a pay. It winds up being like five weeks a year of vacation. Got it, mate. Plus, plus we get uh, a per three days personal time and and uh, four or four point six hours of sick time a pay too. So I spend more time at home than I do at work. Well, I'm head of maintenance and uh, where I work, and uh, these guys love to keep me busy. They are worried <laughs> about my livelihood, so they break a lot of shit. Yeah, well, that's why you got to get you a city job, man. <laughs> right? No, right? I'm, I'm, all I've done this week, I mean, easy will tell you, I fucking mowed grass all week. That's all I've done. Well, all I've done all week is uh, 
built doors because nobody showed up to work this week. So, <laughs> yeah, I work for a door and window factory, and uh, I'm usually trying to keep the building propped up around it. But this week, I'm just building doors. Okay. Lots of doors. Like, you don't understand. Lots of doors. A job's better than no job, though. You'd think. <laughs> You'd think. It depends. So, uh, you talked about running a sour mash. Do you always sour mash your, your runs? Uh, most of the time, I do. I, I like using a sour mash. You know, you've already got alcohol there. The liquor's just a little bit smoother, in my opinion, when it comes out. Uh, I've noticed that you don't really get as high proof as you will with a sweet mash right out of the gate. Yeah. But it holds proof longer, and you end up getting more volume out of a sour mash. Uh, um, how many by how many generations do you go in your sour mash before you? I, I usually go four generations. It? Okay, and then and then you just feed that to the chickens and. Yeah, and I got a brain. buddy that grazes hogs, and he really likes it. <laughs> Them hogs really like it. Yeah. <laughs> now, what what kind of yeast do you use? Um, uh, it depends on what I'm running and the volume I'm running. Uh, like with your sour mash, usually you use? just uh, you know, if it's a volume at all, I use a Red Star, you know, distiller's yeast. But uh, yeah. you just can't beat the old bread yeast either, man. Especially yeah. on smaller projects, you know, it just it's tried yeah. and true. You're damn yeah. right, it is, man. I'm a big fan of bread yeast. Um, so when you do your sour mash, do you just uh, use the same? Do you you don't repitch yeast each time? You just use the same yeast. That's still in the uh, bin, or do you throw in a little bit of new? Or? After I mash back in, I'll let it set for 24 hours, and I'll see how it's working, and I'll adjust accordingly from there. Okay. You know, sometimes you have to add a little yeast to get it working a little faster, a little harder, but, you know, it just it depends on the, on the temperature outside, and, you yeah. know. Yeah. Do you I'm, always... Go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead, Sean. Do you uh, always add re re add nutrients? Or um, add yeah. nutrients or I I try to I try to cut it by about twenty five percent of the sweet mash. I, I re add nutrients, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, of course, everybody knows there's ways to adjust your pH if it don't look like it's doing what it needs to do. You know, uh. As advanced as some of my equipment is that I've built, um, I do a lot of stuff old school. I mean, John can vouch for that. Like, yeah, uh, I do too. I'm yep. telling you right now, I got one of them new fancy uh, specific gravity meters a while back. <laughs> he texted me. He goes, how are you read this thing? You. <laughs> uh, you buy a glass. That's the best eight bucks I've spent in a while. <laughs> so you know it was it's really cool to hear you talk about how you uh you your yeast you adjust accordingly because a lot of guys that do sour mash they don't add new yeast or you know they're they're like look man i just i let the old yeast do it i don't add any yeast i like the flavor it comes through so you know it's it's really cool to hear you say like you know if it needs it and it ain't working the way i want it to then hell yeah i'm gonna throw some more yeast in there yeah i'm gonna pep that shit up i've got things to do <laughs> you you damn right like <laughs> I'm in at the window. Let's get it done. So. Yeah. 
Only time I'm patient is when I'm it's running. <laughs> Other than that, I ain't got no patience. I guess I get a little impatient about that sometimes. Yeah, well, I don't blame you though. I mean, but luckily, you know, you gotta you can take a sip of patience out of the ends. <laughs> yep, that's that's absolutely the truth. But so, you get, don't get too much patience yeah. out of the end. Wind up laying in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, you damn right. Yeah, head so, on a rock in a creek. So, what's your uh, dream still to have, man? One of these days, <laughs> I'm gonna own a thousand gallon steel. That's what I want. I mean, it's it's one of these days I'm gonna own a thousand gallon steel, and I'm gonna run it, and I'm gonna be happy about it. I you mean, what? I've done decided it's gonna need at least a six inch column off the pot. 10 feet tall. There's you no doubt a bigger about ladder. <laughs> you a bigger ladder. And a big old cork at the top of that He's one. He's going to need a bigger <laughs> fucking building, too. You're gonna, your building is going to be like over, uh, over, uh, <laughs> it's going to uh, be like stairs. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I got a feeling if I ever get my hands on a thousand gallon pot, that thing's going to be in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Just to have the space for it. Yeah. Yeah. The heat that that thing would put off would be astronomical. It would. Yeah. There's a. (laughs) I think the dog's outside still. I'm lucky. I've been around a few pretty good sized steels. I've I've helped run a hundred gallon, I've helped run a 200 gallon. And I've ran a 300 gallon. That's a big pot. That's, That's a big, a big pot. Old pie. What size thumper did that 300 gallon have on it? It had a 55 gallon drum, stainless drum. So, so and talk you about could the... hear that bastard hammering from 100 feet away. Now, was that your old 50 gallon pot you turned into the thumper? Or well, you... I'm not going different... to divulge all the information, <laughs> but let's just say that. <laughs> Let's just—I'll tell you this. Yes, it was—it was a my fifty-five-gallon drum that was used as a thumper. It's—it's it's a common theme, you know. Like, hey man, I'm gonna take this pot, and when I move up, this pot's my thumper. I don't even got to get yeah. a thumper. It's definitely the way to go. So well, you know, I told y'all that I ran a uh, fifteen-gallon steel for a long time. The fifteen-gallon steel that I ran ended up being the cap. For that three hundred gallon steel, that's nice. cool as shit. Yeah, that's cool yeah. as hell. So, talk about the worm on that three hundred gallon that you ran. What was, oh, what's that like? Or was that's the one like? you say? That's the one I saw pictures of, right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, you got to know a guy that knows <laughs> a guy that has a buddy in heating and air, and. Yep. Uh, then all it takes is hundred dollar bills. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, old, ben, old Benjamin will get you there every time. You got to drive three or four counties over, so they don't know who you are, where you're from, or anything about it. And you go in there and you tell them you need a hundred and twenty feet of inch and eighth soft copper. And the first <laughs> thing they're going to ask you is. What in the hell kind of AC unit are you running that you need 
<laughs> inch and eighth line for a uh, for a Maybe. condenser, and you have to tell them, well, I don't think he's making run the air conditioner. I think he's making wind chimes out of it. And I'm like, that's some damn expensive wind chimes. <laughs> and oh, yeah. from there. And so when you well, was it already like sort was it already coiled and you had to well it? it is coiled when you get it but the coils are like four feet tall and then you got to find something to wrap them around okay <laughs> and it's got to be substantial and you've so, got two choices the old timers used to find them a tree that they like usually a slick bark, bark hickory or a they'd use a uh, a poplar and you fill this copper completely full of sand and once you get it full of sand you can start to bend it and turn it and it won't kink on you mm-hmm. but uh, instead of going out in the woods and get covered in chiggers and ticks and all that I just took a 55 gallon drum and it was full of uh, sugar and uh, <laughs> we wrapped it around that. Okay. And when you're wrapping this, you have to remember, you don't really want to stack two pieces of 60-foot copper on top of each other because that's just that's going to be tall when you build it. So what we done was is made two worms and set them side by side, but they coil opposite of one another. They start out together, and they come back together at the bottom. And you have two separate worms combined together as one worm. Yep. And, uh, you know, the inlet goes from two inch to an inch and eighth, and then, of course, it's inch and eighth all the way out the spout. You know, speaking of that, which that's cool as fuck, and I think I (laughs) – that's when I found out that you did that was uh, I was like, dude, check this out. Robert Bondurant has that That's on his exactly right. and, Yeah. Uh, I've still got then, the picture you sent me of that. Yep. And I was like, check this shit out. And you're like, well, here, check this shit out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, That's a great idea. Look at this one. Yeah. And that's the only two I've ever seen. Yeah. When I built that worm, I built it in mind of my end goal of having a thousand gallon steel someday. That's yeah. the same thing me and Sean talk about. Like, look, man, if you're going to build it, you better build it too big now. Then in the future, it's perfect. Yeah, especially with worms, man. You can never really build them too big. An old timer, a local legend around here told me, I asked him one time, I was like, well, how big of a worm do you need? And he said, there's no such thing. He said, you can't make them too big. The bigger, the better. He said, if you can put your arm up in it, you if you can get it bigger than that, go ahead. <laughs> Is that the guy that's got the 200-gallon that you were talking about? Um, the 100-gallon? He uh, No, this guy that I'm talking about, he's an old-school shiner. He oh, used God. to run a 2,000-gallon black pot still behind my house. And they fired it with slabs from a sawmill. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. There's an old steel site down behind my house, down in the woods on the creek. 
and it was a 2,000 gallon black pot steel. That's fucking crazy. It ran two five gallon buckets of shine out every seven minutes. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's insane. I could have uh, three, three gallons an hour. He told me, uh, he told me that it, when they were at the height of their production, that he was, they were selling shine for $3 a gallon. No shit. $3 a gallon. Still. Though. And they said they couldn't, they couldn't make enough. I bet not. I'd have been yeah. there with a 250 gallon water tank in the back of my truck, like three bucks yeah. a gallon. Yeah. Fill it on up. Yeah, no shit. Hey, they were uh, they were hauling everything in by mules. Yeah, I mean it was it was a sight to behold. I mean, even now, I can go down there, and it's a pretty good little walk behind my house. You know, I mean, you got to know where to go. It's grown up my mountain laurel patch. They had it hid pretty good, but just to go down there and just stand and just take it all in is something yeah. else. Work that they put into that to to make yeah. a living. Yeah, just nope. just soaking that history and just you know think about what it was like and just picture the way it was and you know so uh, when Alan was on here the other day and he was talking about the history of where he's from and you know the Black Forest I I really related to that because there's just so many old steel sites right here around my place. Yeah. You know? See up here where we're at, it's not so much that kind of shit as it is old mills. And distilleries, absolutely. On the river, yep, yeah. And that was well about two hundred years ago. Yeah, we uh, but, we've got a rich history of moonshine here, but it's you know it's kind of a thing of the past now. I mean, I don't know. We just people's got away from it, and honestly, man, the the drugs and the all yeah. that is just it's taken over pills and stuff that's it there. yep yeah you, i there. guarantee you're gonna find a thousand meth labs before <laughs> you find one moonshine seal that's, that's crazy what, that is it's wild yeah. to think that you know but you know it's, but, it's it's the way it goes um you know you see the uh you see the moonshine community blowing up with uh home distillers small guys there's lots of lots of small guys getting into it now absolutely and, so you know, it's, it seems like it's you know it's coming in waves, I guess, and and now it's more it's different type of people, yeah, getting into it that didn't use that you would never think would shine, and so it's it's cool to see you know a lot of uh, a lot of hydrometer uh, holders nowadays. Absolutely, you know I've got a I've got a good friend now, and uh, I actually met him at work. He was a he was one of the delivery guys. He delivered product to, to where I work. And uh, we were having a side conversation and something was said about moonshine and he just perked up. I mean, you could just, I, I seen him out of the corner of my eye and everybody <laughs> left and he kind of just walked over. And he's like, man, I wasn't trying to listen in on your conversation. But he said, when you said moonshine, it caught my attention. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he goes, I know this is, you can tell me to go to hell or whatever, but he's like, you don't know where somebody could get some good shine, do you? And I was like, well, I know a guy. Uh, yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> you know, I know a guy. And he's like, 
well, how much is it and whatever? And I was like, well, how much you want to spend? <laughs> said, well, that's pretty much the answer. I said, that depends, you know? Yeah. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get with him and I'll get you a jar of apple pie and I'm going to get you a jar of clear and I'm going to give it to you. And it's on me. Yeah. It was like on a Tuesday and he's like, well, man, I deliver back here Friday. And I was like, sounds good. Well, I give it to him. He sure, sure enough shows back up Friday and delivers. And I give him uh, these two jars. And I get a text message Saturday. And he said, how much of that can you get? And I was like, how much do you want? He said, I need five flats of that apple pie. And I was like, is that all? <laughs> yeah for now and i was like well how you want to do this and he's like well i live two and a half hours away two hours or so he's like can you meet me halfway and i was like it's gonna cost you, I, you know that turned into a a, a friendship there and uh, he's actually bought his own steel now and nice. done like I done. Fucked yep. up a lot of good ingredients to make his first batch of shine. But, you know, I, I, I see where he started and I know where he's at now. And it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of impressive, you know. Yeah, because I've been there and I know what he's going through and he's all the time calling me and. You know, he's like, man, I'm sorry to bother you. And I'm like, you'll never bother me if you've got a question. Yeah. You know, I'll more than gladly tell you how I screwed this up <laughs> already. I can't yeah. tell you how to fix it, but I can tell you how I done fucked it up. Yeah. If that'll help you out any at all. Yeah, sometimes that means more than telling people how to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. You can You can learn by somebody's mistakes. Absolutely. Yep. And that's usually how it goes. You know, you, you end up meeting somebody with common interests and they become a great friend, you know, and then yeah. you wind up shooting the shit with them, making liquor. And then all of a sudden you're, you're doing a podcast with them. Yeah, <laughs> <sure>. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, Absolutely. You know, we, uh, we, we really, really appreciate you coming on, Nick. You know, yeah, man. Appreciate you giving us an hour of your time and, sitting here shooting shit and telling us about your experiences and, and you know it's really cool to to listen to you speak you know like it's i always enjoy you know i learned a lot from you tonight and and well, i'll listen to this again a couple times here. so uh, yes sir it was a great time yeah yeah we're yeah. about to do this more often man absolutely absolutely i know it's a it's a good drive from ohio but you all have to come near these uh Mountain. Oh, I can show you some things you've probably never seen before. Yeah, we'll make it happen. That's for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to because, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, see I know Maggie Valley. Again. Maggie Valley's rocking and all, but uh, it's there's some better mountains out there. I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, everybody have a good night, man. And Thanks, everybody, for listening. And like I said, thanks again for being on, Nick. Man, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Man. Anytime, so Have a good appreciate night. Appreciate being uh, here. You probably still got some weed eating to get done. And 
Nope. I'm done for the night. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. He cuts right. this thing Whatever. off. You have to check him for a pulse. <laughs> y'all have a good night. Have a good night. Shine, night. On. shine on. <laughs> hey, shine on. <laughs>